so yeah i think people should just you know if, if you're 18 coming out of high school just take a year yeah and and you know you could say think about it carefully but as hard as you want to think about it you still might not know what you want to do and that was the same for me so yeah take a year take two years maybe take three years and then yeah. come back or continue working like just do what you want to do yeah um but yeah in my instance my parents are pretty supportive in that and i ended up just taking the job and just seeing where it went and said i can always go back in a year or two years so yeah Hello and welcome to The Human Now, where we are discussing ideas around what it means to be in the state of time and more importantly, making positivity louder. My name is Akash and today I'm joined by Devin Nasai. How's it going, man? Good, real good, bro. Thanks for having me on. All good, man. Um, So I actually met Devin uh, earlier on this year, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think it might have been maybe May, possibly, maybe a bit earlier. I reckon earlier, right? I like think April, March, April, something March, around there, just yeah. Just before the lockdown, and yeah, yeah, that's right. There was no that, no eh? COVID going on in Auckland yet, yeah, so um, yeah, man, yeah. So um, yeah, let's start it. Let's start it. COVID cool. actually, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like this is now like a part of our life and definitely, um, something we never really saw coming, coming or yeah. Like, I just never imagined anything like this, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Like, I remember just being in the office in my workplace and (coughs) everyone was kind of talking about, you know, the virus going on in China. Yeah. Because we actually had our production production manager and our owner, um, Valentin Ozic, they were going to China to um, source fabrics and they kind of go over there like uh, maybe once a year, maybe once every two years. Yeah. And they were... (coughs) <coughs> they booked in for a trip earlier in the year and I remember them ha- having to cancel because of the virus. Yeah. And, you know, we thought, you know, it's kind of, kind of crazy, like all that stuff going on there, but like it would never come here. Yeah. And then, you know, like fast forward two or three months later and yeah, I mean, everyone knows the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is crazy, man. Yeah. What was the uh, lockdown experience like for you? For me? Um, it was, it was pretty chill for me. Um, yeah, I think... I like kind of being in my own space um, at home, so it didn't really change much in that aspect. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, working-wise, I usually work um, in the office, so that was kind of turned upside down, and, yeah, obviously everyone working from home now. Yeah. But in saying that, you know, I had, you know, my setup, my computer, laptop, and um, monitor. That's kind of all you need, you know. Yeah. Um, just couldn't really shoot, but yeah. I had already had, you know, lots of footage to kind of work off, so... It was fine. And then, you know, like, no takeaways. That was a bit hard. Yeah. But <laughs> nah, like, yeah. I think apart from that, um, everything was pretty chill for me. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Oh, me. Mm. Uh, you talked a little bit about, like, shooting and that sort of stuff. Do you mm. just want to talk about what, uh, I do. what do you do and yeah, cool, man. Um, yeah. how you got into it? Definitely. Yeah, so I'm, a, um, I'm primarily a videographer. Um, I uh, work at this brand called I Love Ugly. Um, used to be full-time uh, for about just over a year and a half. And um, currently I'm there part-time as a videographer and yep. kind of creative assistant. Um, and yeah, man, so my role there is pretty much just shooting all the video content from, you know, e-com shoots to yep. um, outdoor lifestyle shoots, um, getting the footage for that, editing all the footage for that um, weekly. 
um, because kind of how our brand works is we drop um, in bi-monthly, uh, bi-weekly. Yep. So Tuesday, Thursday drops every single week. Um, so there's always a lot going on with that in terms of um, photos and videos and content for that. So I'm kind of like doing majority uh, the video side and sometimes the photo side as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of in charge of all the video content and um, some of the photo content going on. Yeah. Um, that's kind of kind of my role. Yeah. Oh, mean. Yeah. Um, where did your interest in like video and photography come from? Come from? Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, I think kind of in school I was always I basically basically kind of going a bit further back. My creativity outlet was mainly music from about um, probably from about eight years old to about thirteen. Did you play an instrument? Yeah, so I was um, a guitarist. Oh, me? And yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, I don't think you know, actually. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I was, I was pretty young. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't anything serious. But um, yeah, that was kind of like, I always had that creative outlet. And pretty much like, you know, after school, I'd always be jamming music with mates. And yeah, that was kind of the go-to, um, you know, cre- creativity I had. Um, but then kind of following on after intermediate, I kind of stopped playing music a little bit and kind of picked up, started picking up a camera. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you can really call it a proper camera, but mainly just my iPod Touch. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would just go out and take photos on my iPod Touch with mates, um, uh, wherever that may be, um, just edit it on my phone and then started posting to Instagram. Me. And that's kind of how I got into, like, I guess, camera and s- cameras yep. and, s- and not not so much video yet, but kind yeah. of photography first. Yep. Um, and then I started doing that probably for like a year or so. And then my parents kind of saw I had an interest in that. So um, I was lucky enough to get a um, Canon 70D as my first camera. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was around maybe 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, and then kind of just continued to develop, kind of, um, you know, still taking photos, a lot of photos, and then slowly getting into video. Yeah. Um, video was always something I was really keen on doing, but I think it was quite, not so much daunting, but more like I had an image in mind, uh, visuals in mind, I mean, that I wanted to get, but I don't I don't think I had the ability to get it quite yet. Yeah. So it was always like um, a little bit frustrating, whereas photo, it's kind of instant, um, you know, instant photo, instant editing, instant posting. Yep. And then, um, yeah, so I started doing the photo thing, started posting to Instagram, kind of built, started to build up an uh, Instagram uh, following, a little following, yep. and then started to get into the video side of things. Um, and that was kind of throughout all of high school. Yeah. And now I'm 21, so a couple years out of high school now. Yeah. Mean. And still doing it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um just going back to your your music like mm. how come you chose the guitar yeah i think um i started playing keyboard yeah um first when i was a little bit younger maybe like seven um so that was kind of the first instrument i got into um but it didn't really naturally come to me i kind of like was not forced into it, but you know, like when your parents put you in something, you kind of yeah. just do it for the sake of doing it, yeah. which is cool. Cause you kind of like, you know, that might not be the thing for you, but you might find something else that you like. And that was kind of the case for me. Yeah. Um, so keyboard wasn't really for me. And then I started, I had a couple mates and older cousins that were, um, uh, they played guitar and a couple other instruments. And, you know, I started just playing guitar by myself, learning a bit, and then eventually getting lessons while I was in primary school at primary school. Um, 
and just like fell in love with it. And I had mates who were playing drums, keyboard, and then we kind of started a little, little band in primary school. Yep. Um, yeah, like we played at like camp and we played in assemblies and then um, we kind of all went to the same intermediate and or most of us did and then played in bands there for a couple of years. Um, and yeah, man, so guitar was like always something I loved. Yeah. I'm from quite an early age and I still love it. I just, yeah, I just have a different outlet electric. now. Electric, yeah, and yeah. acoustic, yeah. Oh, me. So, yeah, I was, yeah, I was really lucky to have that when I was young, I think, because, you know, a lot of people, I guess, are into, like, you know, gaming or, like, um, playing cards or, I don't know, like, computer games was a thing. And I used to play computer games a yeah. lot, but then I also had the music stuff. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing that I would do, like, after school, weekends, like, most of the time. Yeah. Did you ever um, compose any of your own stuff? Um, yeah, we, we made a, a few little songs, obviously nothing recorded cause we were like 10 years old. So, yeah. um, yeah, we used to like come up with some original stuff and it was fun just experimenting with that. And I think that kind of sparked the whole creativity, um, in me for like pursuing other things like the photo and video down yeah. the line. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think just like working with people, um, or just like, you know, jamming and then figuring something out something out and you just kind of get like a bit of a buzz from it yeah um that definitely led on to me doing other creative um things yeah, yeah. but oh yeah coming yeah. back to your question about original songs yeah a little bit but yeah we couldn't really record anything because yeah. we're quite young because I, I was just yeah, gonna man. ask do you do you kind of see music like the process of like composing music mm. or yeah that process is the same like um as composing a video process or like creating a video um i think it's relatively similar um you know with like music obviously you have to write the lyrics and then you have to um you know uh figure out the chords and figure out the, the instrumental part of it yeah. or vice versa which one you want to do first um and then you kind of like put it all together um, and, you know, get a producer or produce yourself and then yep. mix it, master it, and then bang, you have the single. I think, I think video is similar because, you know, you, you plan a shoot, yep. the shots you need, and then you go out and get the shots and then come back, edit it, and then bang, you have the video. So yep. it's a similar process. One might take a lot longer than the other, yep. depending on, um, I guess, how, how in-depth or how um, advanced you're, you are with one or the other, music or video. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of like the creative process, um, it's relatively similar. I think with music, it's a lot more um, emotionally connected, I think, because it's just like you and your instrument and you're not really telling someone else's story necessarily. Mm. Whereas with video, I think a lot of the time you are telling someone else's story, but you also have your own... Um, connection with it as well emotional yeah. connection with it yeah um so yeah i think there's a few distinct dif differences with video you're telling someone else's story not all the time yeah but a lot of the time and with music you're probably telling your own story most of the time so yeah because yeah. i because i kind of think of it the same way as well where like like the way i understand um you have these you have design or that language yeah uh and then say music fashion architecture mm. uh, video photography that's like the expression of that language that language for sure you know yeah like you yeah can, 
you'd still be able to go through that same creative process of like yep. creating something. Yeah. And I think working with other people is still the same, you know, like yeah. obviously you can be a solo artist or a solo solo videographer. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time you're working with other people, you know, you might be on a shoot working with like a um, lighting dude or working yep. with your creative director or working with the model or act actors or actress or whatever yep. that may be. And then obviously as a musician, you're working with your band members if you're not solo. Um, and then you're working with your producer or your manager maybe. And yeah, so I think um, like the collaborative process is very similar. You're yeah. still working with a lot of different people yep. to put this one idea together. Yep. And then when you get that idea and you finish it, it's really fulfilling. So that feeling is still the same. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking like, um, just just backtracking all the way, all way back, back, all the way yeah. back. Um, usually when we start our podcast, I ask a question. Yeah. Um, and I've just been so out of routine, man. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask it now and cool. then we'll, we'll just jump straight back in. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, so do you fold or scrunch? Fold or scrunch? Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> fold or scrunch? Is it a trick question or... No, nah, man, just however you interpret right. the question. All right. Do I fold or scrunch? I would say fold. Cool. Easy. Yeah. Whenever you figure that it out, you'll figure it out. Right. Right. I'll have to think. <laughs> <laughs> so we just do that just to kind of like ease it in and right. bring everyone into like a level level ground, you know? Yeah. 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 Cool. Um. So, okay. So going, just going back to what we were talking about, mm. um, do you reckon, yeah, music's, music influences um, like who you are and uh, the way you think about say culture uh your world around you do you think music's had a influence on that as in me personally yeah um like does it influence your work i think it's kind of changed in the sense where obviously i don't play music um currently like in any bands or any like individual artist stuff i play you know by myself sometimes but um i think it's kind of changed in terms of I, I still use music for my videos, so yeah. um, I guess, sorry, what was the question again? Like, like, does music, like the culture of music, yeah, yeah, yeah. does it have an influence on you and your work? Like, yeah. for for me, I've had a background where like I grew up dancing, Bollywood dancing, you yeah, know, so yeah. like that was like my strong connection to my culture, to Indian music, right. to the, like the, the instruments. Yeah. Um, and so when I see and I do things, I like to infuse a bit of my culture and right. things into it, you know? Yeah. I think, um, to be honest with me, like, I don't think culturally it's had a massive impact. Yeah. I would say it's been more, um, creatively and stylistically had an impact that way. Yeah. So in terms of like, you know, the music that I used to listen to or used to play, um, I still have an interest in it now, but. You know, it slowly um, kind of progressed or changed, and now, um, yeah, this is slightly different music. And but in saying that, when it comes to like video work, I have a certain style that I like to keep, and I think music has really helped in terms of shaping that mm. videography style. Yeah. Um, because like you know, the music that you listen to, or the people you hang out with, or the places you've been, they all influence like your work. 
yep. especially if you're a creative. I mean, that is, if you're a creative, you're always drawing from like the world around you and what you've been involved with yeah, or what you've seen. Um, so yeah, I think coming back to your question, I think culturally, I don't think it's had a massive impact, but stylistically, right. yeah, it, it has. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So um, now I want to kind of know about uh, your story and mm. kind of how you got to where you were, like up until this moment. Yeah. Um, so like, I think what'd be cool to talk about would be um, how you got to I Love Ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'd like to, I think it'd be cool to talk about, because um, I remember when we met up, you talked about yeah doing your first uh shoot like you yeah that's right yeah and then photography shoot possibly yeah 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 that's right and then yeah. and then after that um i just saw on your instagram that you were behind the scenes possibly uh shooting f- at benny yeah that's right yeah that was real cool um and then also how that ties into like shooting at festivals going right. getting in touch with artists and yeah things like that so cool that's kind of if you're if you're keen to definitely yeah man you know? cool all right. So, so, where do you want me to begin? Just, um, I guess, how I started with I Love Ugly. Yeah. How did you cool. get in there? Yeah. So, I think um, kind of a little bit before that, you know, I graduated high school and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with, you know, like a lot of people yep. at 18. Um, so, I started studying a BCom at University of Auckland. Yeah. And I did one year there. Do you reckon that was just out of safety? Um, I, I had a genuine interest in business, but cool. okay. I think not like a love for it. So yeah. I had an interest in, in it, but not a love for it. Yeah. I st- and, I s- and I still really love marketing. So that's one part of business, which I absolutely love. Right. Especially like with the stuff I do now, you know, marketing so tied into it still. Yeah. So that's, that's really, um, yeah, that's really cool. But in terms of, you know, like economics and finance and stuff like more of the numbers side of things. Um, yeah. That didn't interest me at all. Yeah. Really. But um, yeah, I think a bit of both, you know, like going to university yeah there's so much safety around it and you know if you don't know what else to do it's such a it is a good option because you know a lot of people are lost at that age yeah so it's cool just picking someone something trying it and if it doesn't work out change degrees or start working somewhere that's kind of what happened to me so I I started um, I did the one year at Auckland University and then around um, around yeah like the the finishing of the academic year I apl- applied, oh, actually just before that, during the the last set of exams for that year, I applied at I Love Ugly for an internship. Yeah. Um, they posted, yeah, like a post on their Instagram page about um, wanting a content creator. Yeah. And I actually didn't see it, but, m- but my mom saw it. Right. And then she told me about it and I was like, yeah, this is, this is like a dream job. So yeah. I got to, got to go after it. And I knew it'd go pretty quick. So, um, yeah, as soon as I saw it, I just applied for it that night and I actually had one of my last exams the the day after that. Yeah. Um, but I just knew that it would go so quick. So I was like, like, what should I do? Should I study or should I apply for this? And luckily I had done a little bit of studying before. So I was just like, yeah, let's just go for it and apply. You scared? About the exam? Yeah. Because, <laughs> right, that's like, yeah. this is like, if you, you know, if you study, yeah. you're going to pass. Yeah. And that kind of secures and guarantees your future, right? That, yeah. like, you know this outcome is going to happen, whereas mm. like you don't know if you're going to get. You a don't job even know if you're going to. You're going to put all this time and energy yeah. into this thing, and you don't even know if you're going to get it. Yeah, I think um, that just probably showed which one was more important. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Um. So like, obviously, if the exam didn't go well, 
I would be okay with that because I knew I would, I, I tried to do something that I liked or tried to attempt to try get a job, which I really liked. Yeah. Probably more so than the degree meant to me True. personally. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you can always like reset a course or reset an mm. exam or something like that. Yeah. Whereas like a job is only come around every now and again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I applied for the, for the job that night kind of took a few hours to just write down my, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a cover letter yeah. and whatnot. Um, and then did the exam the next day. And then that next day I also got a call from the digital director, Isla Bugley, um, Will. Yeah. Um, and he said, yeah, we saw your application, you know, we'd love for you to come in. Um, and I was like, now, like, like yeah. when? Cause, <laughs> um, I just finished that exam, but I also had another exam coming up cause it was just exam week. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, you know, um, that's awesome. Like, you're, do you think we can maybe catch up like the week after? Yeah. And he was like, oh no, we'd, I mean, if you can't do then, then yeah, we might have to like get someone yeah. else. And I was like, yeah, I'll, <laughs> come, I'll come. Yeah, I'll come. Don't worry, I'll come. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I think like the day after that, then I kind of came, I went into the office, did your usual interview. And then they basically offered me the job on the spot. Yeah. They said, you know, you're the first person we've wanted to get in the first person we've talked to and yeah I mean I was I was pretty taken taken aback pretty um surprised and yeah I pretty much just said yes on the spot yeah and that was yeah I didn't I didn't tell anyone the specifics but basically that internship was a three-month internship um unpaid um for yeah December Jan Feb up until the next university year um and yeah that's kind of the story about how I got into Isle of Ugly like the entrance and yeah um, and then following from that, I did the internship, um, throughout those three months, primarily just kind of video work, but not so much shoots. It was more like behind the scenes stuff and yeah, kind of just getting some like behind the scenes content for the team and, um, you know, posting, posting it on like YouTube and, and stuff like that. Um, how but much, not, how much do you think you grew in that time? Um, I think, I think, yeah, video wise, I grew quite a bit um but i think more so than that it was about being around like creative people for the first time right. not not yeah sorry not creative people for the first time but like i guess in a professional sense yeah 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 and working in a professional um creative environment yeah and with everyone being so young like i mean our owner um b he's like 34 yeah and then our d digital director i was talking to you about he's um he's 30 and then you know we've got our graphic designer he's 25 and you know everyone's so young so professional and it just the environment was so attractive to me yeah so just being in the environment you know it really shaped me and grew me within those three months and i guess showed me what um a creative job could look like yeah um so in that sense it did i think the video um since i was doing it quite a lot the skills developed naturally in that sense but it wasn't until after those three months when um, I guess it rapidly um, developed my videography skills. Yeah. So after I did those three months, um, I was planning to go back to university, but I was pretty lost. I didn't know if I wanted to go back and do BCom. I didn't know if I wanted to maybe study uh, film. Yeah. Or, so um, were, you, were you halfway through like your course or? I was one year in. One year in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I didn't know, like, halfway, as in, like, halfway through a degree, or? Yeah. Yeah, no, so I wasn't halfway yet. I was, like, a third, I guess. Wow. Um, Fresh, man. Yeah, I know. So, 
yeah, so they basically, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then um, <clears throat> our graphic designer was actually leaving and they also wanted someone to do video work. So they asked me, you know, would you like to do a little bit of, um, not necessarily graphic design, but it was kind of, I guess, um, digital assistant work, yeah. um, like website stuff and, and yeah. stuff like that. And then also stay on as like a full-time videographer. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that's like such a big decision to make. How um, come? Because I guess I think like uh, in my heart, like I always knew I wanted to take the job, but then, you know, there's an, another side telling you, oh, you should maybe like stay at uni and just yeah. do something. But the thing that really persuaded me, so yeah, like long story short, I ended up taking the job. Yeah. But I think the thing that mainly persuaded me was that I still didn't know 100% what I wanted to do at uni. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, if I was set on engineering, if I was set on architecture or business, or whatever. Yeah then maybe I would have stayed. Maybe I would have... Right. Yeah, I don't know. But because yeah. I was like half in, half out, yeah. and then half in, I love ugly. Maybe a little bit more than half in, actually. Yeah. It kind of tipped the scales a little bit, and I said, yeah, let's do it. But yeah. I took a couple of weeks to think about it. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, got back to them and said, let's do it. So, yeah, that's kind of the story about how I went from uh internship to full-time at I love ugly. And how were your par parents throughout this whole thing? Because I know, like, mm. a lot of parents like to have their their children, like, sorted or yeah. have some sort of security or yeah, just, just kind of know, like, you know, that's mm. kind of like a, um, like, I, I know, like, in the Indian culture, it's kind of like a thing, right? Definitely, yeah. Um, but maybe also just in general, like, were your parents all good with that? Like, how was how was that? Yeah, no, um, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, my parents were really fine with that. They've always been, like, supportive cool. in terms of what I wanted to do. Um, like, you know, if I wanted to go to uni, do the uni stuff. If I wanted to take the job, take the job. And they'll yeah. always, like, support me. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they were never, ever, like, you need to stay at uni. Yep. You know, they, they were a little bit, like, you know, just think about it carefully. And, yeah. um. I think, yeah, deep down, obviously, they wanted me to do what I loved, but then they also were probably like, you know, uni would still be kind of cool to do. Yeah. But then again, they were like, you don't have to do that right now. You can do that when you're 21. You can do that when you're 22, yeah. 23. And you're still young. So, yeah. um, and I think that's like what a lot of people probably don't necessarily understand is that you can always go to uni when you're a little bit older. Yeah. Like coming to uni at 18 and if you don't really know what you want to do, you know, you're kind of just doing it for the sake of it. Because yeah. if you get a little bit of a life experience and then you come back, you yeah. might be a little bit more mature and make uh, decisions a bit better. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's kind of off topic. So kind of no, that was that was actually it. pretty good because um, that's what I've kind of been feeling the same as like right, yeah, like just for the, the world around me. And the, you know, like mm. a lot of lot of people are in high school. They're having to make these decisions about what subjects and things they want to take. Yeah, because that gets them entrance into uni. Yeah, right. And yeah. then they end up getting into a course. They don't know if they even like it. Yeah, or what the job will actually entail exactly, when they get right? a job, which is the main thing because you're going to be yeah. working that job for like your whole life, whereas uni is only going to be three or four years of your life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think people should just. You know, if if you're 18 coming out of high school, just take a year. Yeah, and and you know, you could say think about it carefully, but as hard as you want to think about it, you still might not know what you want to do. And that was the same for me. So, 
yeah, take a year, take two years, maybe take three years and then yeah. come back or continue working. Like, just do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in my instance, my parents were pretty supportive in that and I ended up just taking the job and just seeing where it went and said I can always go back in a year or two years. So, yeah. Okay, sweet. So, yeah, did you actually want to talk about, um, like, your experiences at I Love Ugly? Like, if like you just told me, you know, like, um, you would have met these types of people, yeah, you know, who have been on their podcasts and yeah, getting yeah. In, like how how was that? Yeah, the like podcast work, side like of working, things, or, or just just the just work, be, being around the type of people Those you guys people. have on or the people you collaborate with. Yeah, um, you know, because I don't think it's like every day you get to meet these types of people. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, I think being around. People like V, our owner, has really taught me a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes I take it for granted as well, just because I Love Ugly is what it is at the moment. But I don't, sometimes I forget that he's the one that started it all. Yeah. When he was maybe, I can't remember, like 22 or 23 or something like that. About your age. Yeah. Um. So... So, yeah, I guess being around um, types of people like him has really grown me um, and matured me um, in a lot of ways. And then, obviously, like you were talking about, like, people on the podcast coming in. You know, we've had a lot of um, high-profile people like um, Marlon from 660. Yeah. um, Like Dan Hooker, um, UFC fighter. um, And Graham Henry. So, Graham Henry. um, And, yeah, being around those types of people and listening to their stories, um, it's really inspired me. Yeah. Um, and I think just hearing those guys speak, it just naturally occurs to me that you should do something that you love. Because mm. like when they when they speak, they're so passionate about what they do. Yeah. And you know we don't really get people on who are like, I guess doing something that they that they hate necessarily. Yeah. So that you're always talking to people uh, doing what they love. Yeah. So naturally you're like, oh yeah, I should be doing something that I love. Yeah. And if I'm not, that's so stupid. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's been awesome being around those guys. And then even, like, um, Will, our, our digital director, yeah. who's in charge of, like, the um, overseeing the marketing for us, um, he's been really inspiring. And then we had, we've had we had a couple of different graphic graphic designers come through. Yep. Um, Joe, our previous graphic designer, he taught me a lot. And then um, we've had a recent designer come in um, around about the same time I came in, actually, um, called Etienne. He's very young, 20, 23, 24. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like heaps of young creatives and, and just surrounding yourself um, with those types of people. It's been really inspiring. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, did you want to talk about more about the work as well, I guess? Um, do you want to talk more about um, like this this kind of transition you're going into now? Yeah, yeah, cool. You know, because Definitely. like you've, you've been in this environment where you've been exposed to, like you said, like high profile people. Like yeah. You're working in like a top top fashion company mm. brand yeah you know yeah um and you've you've mentioned like this the story and how you've got there mm. and talking about figuring out what you want to do so mm. like what's this new step that you you've just told me yeah definitely so i think i mentioned it before but um yeah so i was working at i love ugly for a uh, full time for over a year and a half mm. Um, and now, and, and I was there probably for about two years now, um, including the internships. And now I've kind of just decided to take a step back 
and basically work there for, uh, part-time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, doing half the week instead of the full week and just kind of handing over a little bit of the, the job to, um, to another part-timer, a graphic designer. Um, and yeah, I think the, the reason for that for me personally was um, just about experiencing other opportunities and other things outside of I, I Love Ugly. Yeah. And just kind of getting outside my comfort zone because yeah. one thing, if one thing taught me um, at I, I Love Ugly is that you got to, you know, come outside of your comfort zone and take risks. And yeah. if you're comfortable, then, you know, you comfort can get stagnant. Yeah. Then. And com- comfortable can sometimes be a good thing. You know, if you're in a job that you love and you're comfortable yeah. there, that's awesome. Yeah. But like if you're, I guess, young and you want to, you're so curious about other things and other opportunities, um, you got to outside your comfort zone and experience it even if at the start it's really daunting and that's kind of like at the stage where I am so um, I've been part-time now for about two weeks and yeah the transition's been really um, really weird you know I don't regret anything and I don't regret Mm. going part-time but you know it's still the beginning for me and it is quite daunting because you know full-time you have that security and that safety yeah now with part-time I'm uh, you know trying to do a little bit of freelance stuff here and there um, continuing work with I Love Ugly, but, you know, trying to do some freelance um, and mainly just trying to get some experience elsewhere. Yeah. Um, not even in video necessarily. Right. But just other other um, other jobs. Yeah. Um, other marketing jobs, other design jobs, other yep. um, bigger filmmaking set jobs. Yeah. Um, like cinematography and, and that kind of thing, which I really yep. enjoy. Um and just trying to, I guess, work with those people in those fields which have made it um, and learning off them and even working for free sometimes and just to try to build up that experience. Yeah. Because I think, you know, being 21, it's like the perfect age to try do all those things. That's not to say you can't do it at 30, you can't do it at 40, but, you know, I don't, I don't have any kids and I'm not married or anything like True. that. So, yep. um, yeah, I think like if you're not going to do it now, then when are you, you going to do it? So. Yeah, and there's no better moment than now, right? Definitely. Like, yeah, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so it's kind of like... That's pretty gutsy. Yes, yeah, I like. I know a lot of people are trying to get jobs at the moment, so I, I was kind of conflicted. <laughs> I was like, should I maybe wait till the end of the year? Or, um, But yeah, we're already in the stages of talking about it, so you don't need to delay it four months, and what's the four months going to do? Yeah, you might make a little bit of money, or yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> nothing else is going to really happen, you know? Yeah. So might as well just... Do it now. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, did you also want to talk about, um, like, the music festivals or... Definitely, um, the, the, the stuff the, outside. Yeah, the stuff outside of... Cool. Yeah. What you what you normally used to be doing, you know, like... Yeah. That's, that's also takes a bit of, um, bit of courage mm. um, to, to ask, get in touch with people um, and find your way in through, like back door right like the third the third third door door. yeah for sure um yeah like while i was actually before i was actually at i love ugly i was um doing a little bit of music photography slash videography i'm on the side especially during my first year of uni um that's kind of what helped continue my um, videography skills rather than just like leaving it going to uni and just so that kind of kept me going in that sense and then throughout i love ugly i was um, pretty much still doing the music stuff, um, you know, going to concerts on Friday nights and yeah. shooting at the power station. Um, 
and just getting in touch with artists and um, like touring companies. Yep. Um, like I work with this company called Secret Sounds that bring in um, artists um, to Australia and New Zealand. Right. Um, so I shoot for them when they have an artist coming to play for Auckland. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, working with artists individually, um, I'm still, you know, nowhere near the, pl- the where I want to be with that. Mm. But slowly building it up and slowly working with, um, yeah, some cool people yep. in the industry. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at for that. I've last uh, summer I was shooting at Laneway Festival, which was cool. really fun. Yeah, I'd never, yeah. Um, I'd nev- never actually been there before. Um, so that was that was really awesome getting to see those artists there and the locations like yeah superb it's like crazy yeah um yeah i was always cu- curious about how that was going to work out because basically they just closed down like the whole um street right and they just chucked the stage there in the middle of the street and then had the surrounding stages and like um albert park and stuff like that yeah um so yeah like laneway festival was sick um and pretty much yeah just shooting those um other shows throughout throughout auckland um in the smaller smaller kind of stages um it must be kind of cool eh? like you kind of you're kind of not the performer on the stage and you're not the person attending yeah, you're kind, you're of, kind like of the one in between middle. yeah um and you get a you kind of get to experience what they're experiencing the and you're kind of getting to see the yeah that's definitely a good way to describe it you kind of um in a sense feel like you're performing yeah um especially in the video sense um you know you're moving around quite a bit going on stage quite a bit yeah most of the time um and yeah you're kind of like with the with the audience so kind of also combining i think what attracted me to the music sense was combining my love for music way mm. back with the yep. photography and video stuff now and then just mixing the two together yeah um it's just been yeah such a joy um and i also get really jealous seeing those artists on stage so sometimes artists yep. want to be there so <laughs> um yeah yeah it is it is really cool um and I've managed to work with a few cool people, like you know, you brought up um, Benny. Yeah, how'd um, you? Are you allowed to talk about how you how you, you got that or? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, because I'm always interested in the in the story, like yeah, how like that happened, how, 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 how did that happen, and yeah, for the sure, decisions you made, and yeah, because to to get to where you want to get to, mm. that that seed has to come from somewhere. For sure, yeah. Like, what's the purpose? Yeah. What's the reason? You're not just yeah. doing it for the sake of doing yeah. it. So, um, yeah, no, I can definitely talk about that. Um, yeah, so Benny's definitely been someone I've wanted to um, work with for a while. I mean, if you haven't heard of her by now, especially in New Zealand, you've been living <laughs> under a rock. So, um, yeah, she's really come a long way in the last, even like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, actually, I wasn't working for her directly, but I was working for um the director um called charlotte evans yeah so she's basically a director film director in auckland um shoots a lot of commercial stuff a lot of short films a lot of documentaries cool um a lot of music uh, music videos and stuff like that yeah um and i saw that she was doing uh a lot of stuff with benny so i tried to get in touch with um benny's management and stuff like that and um yeah it wasn't really wasn't really happening so i started to reach out to charlotte um, and kind of asked if, you know, I'd love to just come on one of her shoots and just take some behind the scenes photos or help out where I could. Yep. Um, and not even with the Benny stuff, just in general, cause I liked her work. Yeah. And she said, um, we have a shoot with Benny coming up tomorrow. Um, <laughs> would you want to like shoot some stuff on that? Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, 
tomorrow. Like, <laughs> what did you have? What did you have planned that day? Oh, I had work. So yeah. So yeah. how did that go down? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's one of the hardest parts about working full time is that you know you are locked into that job, which is an awesome job, but yeah, you are locked into it. Um, but luckily, I yeah, I have an awesome boss, so I kind of told him the situation and how I was, um, you know, really wanting to do this. Yeah. And so I called him that night, and he said, um, yeah, you can go do it. I said I would like. It was basically going to be two over just two over two hours. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'd use my lunch break. I would, um, you know, obviously go into some work time, but I would just make up for it at the you end of the day. You got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, I'll make up for it at the end of the yeah. day, or do it on the weekend, or whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah, if you were to allow me. And he was like, yeah, you can do it. Just me. Do it. And it was literally up the road from where I work, so it worked out pretty good. Um, and yeah, like I, I just went in. Um, it was pretty much a shoot that she was doing for the Allen show wow. and Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, it was pretty big for them, Yeah. I guess. And when they told me about it, um, they were pretty casual and I was like, well, this is like <laughs> crazy. Um, it's like the normal late. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it was her first time being on talk show. So I, I couldn't say it was normal for them, but I mean, right, okay. yeah, I guess she's done a few other things. So. Yeah. Um, it is pretty a bit more chill, but yeah. So I went in and, and basically just t- took a few behind the scenes shots of um, mainly her Allen, her Allen videos, yeah. um, and kind of had to keep that one quiet for a little bit because mm. um, no one, obviously outside of her team and that that um, crew, um, were allowed to kind of talk about it too much. Yeah. Um, and then following from that, like a month or two months later. Um, the videos came out with Jimmy and Ellen and I could, yeah, post the photos and yeah. I was pretty stoked about that and pretty happy with how that turned out. Yeah. Cause she's been someone that I've wanted to, yeah, kind of just work on, work with for a while. Yeah. yeah. Oh, me? Yeah. And then following from that, I started doing some other, other stuff for that same kind of management um, yep. with a band called Miss June. And then um, it was another band. Yeah. A couple other, other bands, but yeah, man. Do you reckon like that's where you, where you kind of want to head into? Um, into I the, think the music or the music video. Yeah, I think um, that will always be something which I'm interested in, especially I really want to start getting t- getting into the music video side of things yeah. um, with like mainly um, DPing, so director of photography. Yeah. Um, and I sometimes directing as well. Yeah. Um, so music is definitely something I want to um, grow more. Uh, but in saying that, you know, that's not something I want to do primarily or the only thing I want to do. Um, but yeah, I would love to do music video stuff. I'd love to go on tours with artists. Yeah. Um, and a whole bunch of different things like, yeah, that's always been touring with artists and music videos has always been something I'd love to do. Um, I was actually talking to my favorite, um, tour photographer, um, like a couple of weeks back, actually, he was helping, helping me with a few different things that that was going on or that I was trying to do. So I reached out to him if he wanted to have a chat. Um, his name's called Matty Vogel. Yeah. Um, and he's basically the photographer for Billie Eilish. Well, wow. Yeah. So he's a pretty, pretty cool person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he works with Billie Eilish um, full time as a tour photographer and Phineas as well, her, uh, her brother. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so I had a chat with him about it and he was telling me his experiences. And yeah, man, it's just, it's just crazy being on tour with an artist like that, especially one that's the biggest artist in the world currently. Exactly. So, um, yeah, just getting in a little insight into that world, it really kind of opened my eyes as to what, um, where that can take you and what artists you can work with and, and what it's like just being on tour. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, man, it's crazy. Man, it, it sounds like you've got like just oppor- you just see opportunity. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I or, think or you're like open to. I feel. Yeah, I think when you're like interested in something, um, there's like always opportunities around you. It's mm. just about like knowing where to look or yeah. who to get in touch with. Yeah, and obviously, like eighty percent of the time, um, you know, someone might not reply to you or might not get back to you. You know, we've all heard those stories before: emailing, DMing, yeah, Facebook Messenger, texting, whatever you do. Um, but if you kind of keep at it, and then you know, like you said, go through the third door. Yeah. There's always a there's always a way in. Yeah. Most of the time. And also if you get in touch with people who want to help you along the way, mm. like Maddie Vogel, who's like awesome enough to like have like an hour conversation with me about it all. Um, yeah, you kind of realize that people are a lot more generous. Yeah. Than they may seem sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um not to bash him or anything. He's an awesome dude, but you know, sometimes you just expect, you know, he's such a high profile dude, he might not want to chat or Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's a lot of people that want to chat and share this story or help you. Yeah. So get in touch with them and then they might get in touch with someone else and then that person might get in touch with someone else. And then yeah, yeah, you just have a whole little network going on um yeah. that are helping you out. So um I think going back to your question about seeing opportunities um yeah it's just about kind of creating those opportunities and and seeing that there's opportunities always there yeah yeah mean do you have do you have anything else you want to share um anything you want to talk about anything like just in your life in general or yeah that's a hard one what about you (laughs) me yeah (laughs) i don't i don't know if i have too much to share like um I know. I know. For me, this year, this year's kind of been interesting. Mm. Like, um, like for a lot of people, I, I know a lot of people struggled with the lockdown. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But also, I th- I feel like everything kind of happens for a reason. Like mm. timing's just the way things work out. You know. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, in a sense. You mean like like, like, t- like there's always gonna be a wrong time for something? A wrong time or a right or right time? time. Yeah. Like for me, the lockdown was perfect. In the sense where um, I was just stuck at home, which yeah. meant I could just focus on my thesis and get that yeah. done, you know? Because that was when you were studying your master's, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then by the time that like lockdown finished, my mm. thesis was done. and then Crazy. Like, so that worked out. This is like perfect. It worked yeah. out for me. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, there definitely is no right time or wrong time to do something. It's yeah. just the time now. So yeah. um, I think you're definitely right on, on that front. Um, I think, yeah, like going back to me going part-time, you know, I'm definitely kind of super scared about it in the sense where, um, I still don't know a hundred percent what path I want to go on. Mm. Um, you know, like I'm not set on being a videographer. I'm not set on being a photographer. I'm not set on anything like that. Um, I think I just want to try things and get a taste for a lot of different things before yep. I actually narrow down on something. Yeah, and obviously the sooner you can narrow down on something, the better because you can get more ahead. You can get, yeah. um, you can develop 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 skills quicker in that sense. But um, if you don't try things, you might be stuck in something you don't like for twenty years. So yeah, you might as well try it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so so yeah, man. when when do you reckon you'll like? Have you kind of decided what you want to do? Like as as in, in for like the, the recent yeah where future? where do you want to explore? Yeah, I mean, obvi- yeah. So obviously the video stuff is definitely what I'm trying to explore currently at the moment. Cool. Okay. Um. So I've kind of 
um, given myself a bit of a, I guess like a, a, a guideline or, or a timeline you could say. Yeah. So, um, the next four months, three, four months of the, to the see rest of the year. See what you can do and create. And yeah. Just see, see, um, see what experience I can, I can get, see who I can get in touch with, um, the work that, that I can kind of do. And, um, in a video sense. Yeah. Um, and also in like a filmmaking sense. So cool. like, um, obviously the different departments, like I'm really interested in, um, what colorists do. So colorists are basically like, um, when you see a film, um, they're b- basically like coloring it. So they're grading it. Yeah. Um, pretty much just like when you edit a photo and you snap on a filter, that's like the basic, basic yeah. sense of what a colorist is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so much more advanced than that. So kind of stuff like that. And then DP work, yep. which is pretty much just being in charge of, um, all the shot making in a, in a film or, or a video. Um, and yeah, th- those kind of sides of filmmaking and then also pursuing like the freelance videography stuff a bit more. Cool. Um, and then outside of the filmmaking videography stuff, um, still want to continue to develop like marketing and marketing sense. Yeah. Um, and even, yeah, just like graphic design and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of different things that I want to experience, experience um, between now and the end of the year. And then, you know, starting at the beginning of 2021, I kind of want to just focus on something that year. Cool. Just kind of go after it. Yep. And if that changes again in 2022, like, so be it. Just yep. change it again and then try that. Way. But, um, yeah, I think ex- the best thing to do is experiment. Pick something you want to do. Go hard at that. See where it leads. If it's not some, some, somewhere you like, change it and try that. Yep. But definitely experiment and then try, take on one thing. Yep. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to do. Cool. Yeah, man. Mean. Um, just before we round off, man. Yeah. Uh, we always end our conversations with the two questions. Essentially what the human now is about is yeah. um about having conversations about positivity, discussions around what it means to be like for me, I'm really interested in like knowing about the the human potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the human like we as human beings we're we're pretty powerful yeah for sure you know the stuff like we can create like music like video mm. that's come from somewhere within mm. right mm. um and not just like design and creativity on that side of things yeah but, like people create companies yeah yeah you know it's, like, things. it's it's huge yeah like, i was um uh not to interrupt you, but um, yeah, I was um, actually we posted a video on I Love Ugly yesterday about Steve Jobs, a Steve Jobs video. Um, most of you probably have heard it, but it's basically when he's just in his office talking about, um, you know, what 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 you can do as a human being. Yeah. And like, basically, he was saying the sooner people realize that everything around you is like made by humans. Like, you know, this mic, these shoes, these clothes, this building. It's all made by people that were no smarter than yourself. So um, everyone started somewhere and everyone's trying to build something. So, you know, why not you try it too? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was just a quick little yeah, thing. Yeah, man. No, that you. was cool. Um, yeah. I think but that that goes perfectly into into the next question, man. Like, so what, do, what, do you, what does it mean to be human to you? Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, I think to me that means probably doing something that you love mm. and expressing 
your feelings um, as best that you can. Right. And if expressing your feelings means building a company, yep. that's awesome. If it means through a cre- creative outlet, that's awesome. Because I think like the best things come from stuff that you, you know, your your emotional state or your, your stuff from within. Yeah. Like when you actually like express that outwardly into like music or into like a film, into like a business, into like a project that's when it becomes um that's when you can do your best work i feel like yeah and that's what i think it means to be human is to just do something you enjoy do something from within um because that's when you can like make a mark on whatever it is you like to do yeah because if it's not then you're just kind of wasting your time being a human i guess for sure (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean like a lot of people maybe aren't ambitious and they just want a normal life they just want right to yeah well. and that's totally fine i'm not saying you're not a human being yeah. if you like that but i think to me personally to be human is to like just do the best that you can in like this one life yeah because like that's all that you got <laughs> for now yeah man. <laughs> yeah so that's kind of what i'd say on that cool yeah and and what do you think it means to be now H- human now uh yeah human now or now now <laughs> um now Probably like coming back to what we were talking about before and that there's like no better time than now. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be the best time, it could be the worst time, mm. but now is like all you have. Yeah. So I would say if you're thinking about, you know, a change in your life, or, um, I guess like a big decision, or maybe that could be picking something to study, that could be leaving a job for something else. That could be more relationship-wise or it could be more family-wise, personal-wise, friend-wise. Um, there's really no better time than, like, the present. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, think about your decision carefully. But ultimately, what's waiting going to do? You're just kind of delaying the ne- inevitable. So kind of just picking your decision and then making that decision right now and then, like, living with that. Yeah. So that's what I would say on what it would be to be now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Was, nah, it, awesome. was, it, was there anything else that you feel like we didn't cover or you d- you wanted to talk about? Um, nah, that's all, man. Yeah. Cool, man. That was that was such a good conversation. Yeah, that went quick. What yeah. did you say, like an hour long? Yeah. Yeah, already. <laughs> that's nuts, man. Yeah, when we do um, podcasts, out of ugly, it goes so quick. Um, I don't know if anyone listens to like Joe Rogan, but... They go so quick Long. and they do like three hour yeah. ones. <laughs> so it's crazy. Yeah, man. No. Nice. I think I think it's when you just get into that flow. Yeah, you just, know, just you go like you just go beyond. You go time. beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What podcast do you listen to? Um, so I listen to to your guys' like podcast. Yeah. You know, that that for me is a direct connection to something positive happening at home. Yeah, you know it's yeah in New it's, Zealand. It's in our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. and that being magnified to the world, that's that's so that's awesome. Yeah, you know, and the people you guys have on are people like from our country. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think the whole um, no, that's awesome that you listen to it. I think the whole purpose behind that podcast is basically pretty much um what our motto is, which is aspire to inspire before you expire. Exactly. Um. And basically with that podcast, what we wanted to do was just um, not necessarily get New Zealanders, but obviously yeah. it's a majority of them are going to be from New Zealand. Yeah. And it's pretty much just to inspire people 
from the stories that they tell and where they've been and what they've seen. Um, and yeah, just inspiring our listeners um, in whatever field that may be. You know, it could be anything, business, it could be fashion, sports, music. Yeah. Yeah, no, man, cool. definitely. Mm. Like that, that's had a big influence on the work that we're trying to do. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know it's influenced a lot of people in my family and in my own network. Like, Sick. whenever we try and create stuff, we're like, man, you should, like, you should listen to this podcast first. Awesome. You yeah. Know? Because, like, when you have that purpose or drive, like, because the story is also um, quite inspirational as well. Mm. You know, like starting something mm. and then um seeing it blossom. Seeing it blossom but not not like V story, right? Not right. Not having the right motivational purpose. Yeah. Or not having that sense of direction. And just kind of like going wherever it takes you and then exactly. like realizing that you need to kind of come back. Just yeah. Focus in. And yeah. and now seeing that the brand is something more than just like a brand, brand but it's about a personality and the way you identify as a person mm. that like when you wear this type of clothing or when you speak about this brand mm. you're being this type of person yeah i think um yeah that's a really good way to describe it because the first time i ever wore i love ugly i remember um basically reading the first thing i read was like the packet and it has um basically all these inspirational messages about, you know, this is for the creative, this is for the musician, this is for... Yeah. So it's about, you know, um, identifying with your, with who you are and kind of wearing something that inspires you. Exactly. Not even just as a creative, but yeah, just whatever you do. Um, and then, like, also with that with that particul- particular garment, um, I remember basically there was, like, a quote on the, the sleeve. Yeah. It's, like, still one of my favorite quotes to this day. Um, it's pretty much it pretty much just says don't depend on your eyes when your imagination is out of focus <laughs> and it's like one of my favorite quotes um ever yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's, what it's does that so mean good to you? i think um yeah because i actually did a post on it um <laughs> a while back and i was actually just trying to figure out how to put it into words because yeah. it's like really hard to write to write something about it and to, yeah. to kind of explain it but can you just say it again yeah, so basically it was um, you can't depend on your eyes when your imagination is out of focus. Cool. Um, and to me, that basically just means... <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to describe. It basically just means don't always depend on what you... Or don't always rely on, you know, like what you can see physically. Mm. Um, if your, like, imagination is out of touch... Because if you're doing something creative, the best things come from your imagination, not just what you can see. Yeah. And if you're relying on only what you can see, then you're really leaving something out of the picture and the most important part of the thing, which is your imagination. You know, no, no business was built purely on, um, on what you can see or I guess the, the things you can touch or the, the physical sense. Um, but it was built from, you know, your imagination. It was built from the creativity, from the stuff inside you like we're talking about. Yeah, man. So to me, that yeah, that pretty much just means don't don't always rely on on a physical sense or on like a straightforward um, four by four box sense, but you know, take it outside, think about your imagination, or pull from your imagination. Yeah, that's what it means. Yeah. What a way to end the podcast, man. <laughs> that was that was perfect. 
Awesome, man. Yeah, that was pretty random, but nah, that was that was that was. I think that's kind of like full circled, and brought everything back to, like start. It's just highlighted everything we've talked about. You know, cool. like from yeah. what I got from today's podcast was, um, pretty much there's opportunity around us. Mm. You know, and if we there's opportunity, and now is the time to act if we want it, mm. and also that it's okay to. Um, not know what you want to do. To do, 100%. But, but yeah. having that courage to just go and try. Try, yeah. Which you is know? definitely really hard to do. Yeah. It's like easy to talk about, but it's, it's exactly. hard to do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man, I just want to, I just want to thank you for coming along and just sharing your experiences and what you've learned. And no, thanks for having me. It was um, talking about where you want to go, you know? Definitely. And that was awesome to chat with you. I know we've been meaning to do it for a while, but with the COVID stuff, it kind of, obviously, everyone was interrupted with that. Yeah, so, man. awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. Sick, yeah, man. Um, definitely love to have you back on and see what you're getting up to. And, <laughs> Sick. you know, I'm sure you'll have more experiences, more learnings. And definitely. Uh, so many more people could, you know, benefit from that. Awesome. Oh, thanks, bro. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for having me. Oh, good. Um, I'll speak into this camera. I'll make cool. cameras now. Uh, died off, but <laughs> that's all good. That's the that's the way things happen, and we kind of just uh, adapt to the situation and go with the flow. So I just want to thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening, whether you're watching. I uh, really appreciate you being here. Um, thanks again to Devin for being with us, uh, sharing his journey. Um, if there is anything that you'd love us to talk about, uh, you'd love us to. Um, dive into you can get in touch with us at uh, info at thehumanow.co.nz um, and if you feel like there's something in this podcast that someone else could benefit from uh, please do share it forward to them that's what we ask uh, our purpose is to make positivity louder to raise the vibration of the uh, positive energy so with that being said until next time be human be now